Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome aboard. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this each and every day as we uh, throw out our best picks, talk to you guys in real time, and have a little fun along the way. Today's torture song was Can't Stop, Won't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Scott, how do you feel about that? Uh, can't stop it and won't stop it. There you go, buddy. There you there go. You go. Mm-hmm. Every day I like to play uh, at least one song to torture Rachel right before we go on the air. So that was that. That was today's choice. Hey, it's good to see you guys. Good to uh, have you aboard. I'm more uh, of a party in the USA kind of person. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with a party in the USA. James Mounts in the house. Good luck today. Same to you, James. We, uh... I don't know if we need a little luck, Scott, but we certainly uh, need a little something-something to turn things around. Three straight farms. The the tax collector has hit us hard in the back 40. Got to stop the bleeding today, buddy. Eh, we'll, we'll stop it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we're going back to the well, uh, one of our favorites, one of our favorite type of bets to uh, get off the schneid here. So stay tuned for that. We wanted to play the Royals. We looked at the Royals lineup, and they got, like, no regulars in there. So well, a couple, like a Mondesi and... Uh, O'Hearn, who will be one of the three at first base, but yeah, anyway, so, uh, Brandon Kuba says I need a little some, some today. Who doesn't, Scott? Who doesn't? Good afternoon, Gregory Larson. Let's make money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what we're all here for. Don't forget to, uh, check out all the great shows over here at the Max Wagers Network. Starting off with Midday Money at, uh, 12 o'clock Eastern Time, Sean Higgs, followed by Allie Burns. By the way, Scott went three and two on the Allie Burns show. Dave went four and one, so we acquitted ourselves well in your absence. And well, Dave's the total expert, so you know you started behind. That's right. He is the he is the totals expert. We disagreed on one. He hit it. I didn't. So everything else we agreed on. So yeah, not, not a bad showing. I'll I'll take it. Pulls my record to uh, even seven and seven. So I think I'm going to fade the Nationals all season long. I think you could do worse than that. We'll. Uh, see how those numbers look, but yes, I, I believe good. the Nationals are one in ten in spring training. Yeah, they are uh, not good, not good at all. Uh, Bucks versus Nets need an opinion. All right, we'll do that. Um, just wanted to go complete the way through the lineup. Of course, uh, you got your, you got your Jim and uh, you got your Jim and Chris show over there. Just parlays at one p.m. Eastern. Then you've got, or excuse me, two p.m. Eastern. Then you've got us three p.m. Eastern and wrapping it up with the uh, with the Earl brothers, Nick and Tim, doing their thing with Detroit. Lenny had Tim on the show last night for baseball. If you didn't happen to catch that, you should get over there and check out, well, all the previews, but uh, we had fun last night. Tim knows a little baseball there, Scott. And there he is right there. Hey, what's up, Tim? His ears are burning. We're saying good things about him. So uh, what show is total? Is the Total Chaos on? I think you can get it at the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. I know for sure you can get it at the Max Wagers YouTube channel. I'm trying to think if it's on Winners or Winners or if it's only on Picks and Parlays, but I'm not sure. Because it's not it's not her regular show. So it's either check Max Max Wagers Network or Picks and Parlays. And she puts it up there. Let's see. I need six thirty somewhere around eight o'clock Eastern time is when it when it yeah, goes. Up. So uh, a lot of guys in the house today. Zach Von checking in, unknown entity is here. Uh, who else? J.C. Stone. DraftKings has a regular season win total match bet wager with the San Francisco Giants getting two and a half games win total versus the Padres. 
Well, if I remember right, there's two there's two games difference in them, right? Or was it three? Was it 88, 80, 85? The Giants were 85 and a half, right? Uh, okay, now I got to check. I want to say they were 85 and a half. I know the Padres you think they were, were 88 you think, and a half. You think they were both? Yeah, so it's 88 and a half, 85 and a half. So there's three That's games right. difference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. I mean, I still like, I still like the Giants. Yep. I mean, yep. can you get the money line on that? Instead of getting plus two and a half, can you can you get just Giants versus Padres straight up? Uh, it's a pretty good plus price. Yeah, agreed. Um, do, 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 Cavs, Hawks. Um, all right, so let's start. Cause we had somebody reach out about uh, Bruce. Uh, wants to know about the Bucks and the Nets tonight, Scott. How can we, why didn't you go to that game, by the way? Because uh, the Pistons one was more convenient for me. Oh, okay. I already had clients for Thursday. Oh, okay. Total chaos on picks and parlors. There you go. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Well, let's rock and roll. So what about the Nets tonight, buddy? That's your team. The Milwaukee Bucks come to town. Brooklyn two-point uh, favorites. Uh, a pretty solid total on that. How about 243.5? Kind of interesting. Anything there? Look I at think Ali- it opened up at like 237.5. Look at, look at Allie Burns right here. Here's, here's your plus money, honey. What's up? And, of course, Allie's going to be on the show tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll be having a little, we'll having a little plus money, honey, about 24 hours from now. So that'll be fun. And looking forward to it. Of course, then we'll do our NASCAR show right after that. Scott, before we get started on everything else, what are we what are we plugging? What are we doing this afternoon? Big time for us, right? Yeah, we're doing some wrestling. Doing some wrestling, baby. Doing some wrestling. It's WrestleMania 38. 38, dude. It started before you were born. More than a decade before you were born. How about that? Yep. Uh, no, San Francisco minus 105. I knew you guys were... Uh, uh, bearish on the Padres over, so I like that San Francisco bet. Yeah, we do too. We we heartily endorse that. Um, Miguel Burroughs says, uh, like Allie when she said UNC versus Duke were a uh, must-do for the Final Four the other day. Uh, she trusted her gut and hit it. There you go. There you go. It happens. It happens. And I know that uh, Allie's a uh, Allie's a big Duke fan. So you know who you know who you know who isn't a, a big uh, Duke fan, Scott? Uh, me. Well, uh, Tim Earl. Tim yeah. Rowland, also, also not a big Duke fan. Uh, Bruce saying Royals versus Athletics, spring training. Yeah, Bruce, we looked at that. Royals are starting almost nobody. Uh, Mon- yeah, we, Mondes- the reason why Oakland's favored, we actually don't mind potentially Oakland. No. I know we like the over. Yeah. Yeah. Still. I think it was at 10 and a half. We don't mind that. But see, the thing is, the A's are using their pretty much their entire regular starting lineup, and it still looks like an above average spring training team. Because their starting lineup kind of sucks, right. but at least they're using actual players while the Royals are using a lot of prospects. So a lot of them have done well so far in spring training, but mm-hmm. there's still a difference in talent there. So we're staying away from the Royals. We don't really mind the over, but we do look at the A's and recognize that and at least it looks like they're actively trying to win the game right. by using the regular guys. So we're actually leaning to Oakland in that one. Yeah, they're trotting out Jacoby Jones, Dungan at at second base. Cam Gallagher is going to get the start at catch. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn's designated hitter. Bobby Witt's playing. Isbell's playing. Isbell's had a decent spring. He's had three home runs so far. Oliveras, same. He's a... Oliveras been nuts. He's batting over 600. Killing it. 609 with three home runs and uh, 23 at bats. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, A's money line. Yeah, Tim, I don't hate that. Like I said, I don't... The the frustrating part, Scott, is they don't show you pitchers. All right, so this Nets game. Let's try to stay. Let's try to stay on task here. Nets have been pretty awful against the number at home. A little better lately. Um, Milwaukee coming to town. 
Scott, what do you think here? Well, Milwaukee has fared well against the Nets in the last couple of years. Of course, you had the playoff series where half the Nets team got injured and Milwaukee won in seven. This year, Milwaukee is two and a, is a two and one against the Nets. Lost the recent meeting, though. Nets had no Durant, I believe, and yet Kyrie and basically nobody else ended up winning that game. The Nets struggled a little bit against the Pistons. I was at the game, but you can argue about a look-ahead spot potentially with Milwaukee on deck. Uh, Milwaukee had that nice come-from-behind win against Philly, where Giannis had that big block at the end. Uh, it's a total of 243.5. Like, it, it's really just a question of, do you think the Nets can get any stops of any kind? Or if they just need to score 130 in order to win this game? you have any thoughts on that? I think they're going to need 130-30 to win this game. They've done almost nothing defensively against Milwaukee this year. And uh, they've especially let them torch them from deep. I don't know how you stop that, Scott. It hasn't seemed to make a difference whether they're at home or on the road. I've got to play Milwaukee here. Tim likes Milwaukee on the money line. I would... Uh, I would I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be averse to playing that. Uh, it's probably a, a superior play than grabbing the two points. So yeah, I think I'd look for a same game parlay where if you want to take the Bucks to win, parlay it with Giannis thirty plus points. Because if they're going to win, Giannis is going for thirty. No offense to Middleton, no offense to Holiday, but if they're going to win, Giannis needs to go off again because you're assuming Durant or Kyrie or both will play pretty well here. I actually like the under. In the game, I know two forty three and a half with the Nets is kind of crazy to take an under with because the Nets don't guard anybody. But all you need is one bad quarter. I mean, for two forty three and a half, sixty points per quarter, and you're still short. Like that's a crazy total. Yeah, you like. So you I'm gonna go with the under because I think the fourth quarter will be close. I think this game's gonna come down to the wire no matter what. But I'm gonna go with the under as my quote-unquote favorite play on the game, put quotes on that because I don't really love anything in the game, but I do think you'll end up seeing the team slow the pace down a little bit in the fourth, and I think you'll end up seeing this game land somewhere in the 230s. But 243.5 at this point, missing that big of a line move, I think it's under a pass. Okay. All right, very good. Um, 1777 memorabilia says the spring training is going to last till the All-Star break. <laughs> It feels that way, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, by the way, one week from today, my friend, we fire it up. Opening yeah. day, right here. It's, uh, Looking forward to it. Yeah, it'd be fun. Team totals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's where the money is. You're gonna, you guys are going to find us taking a lot of team totals for Bet the Farm Plays. We're going to be talking about a lot of team totals on the show. We have to have conspiracies on whether or not uh, the MLB juice the baseballs again. So we're going to find that some out. Some of our some of our personal favorites, uh, team totals first five. <laughs> yep, all that so, stuff. Yep, got forward to looking at that. Um, before, we, uh, before we take a look at yesterday, don't forget to like and subscribe now that we got some folks here. Don't forget to smash that like button. We appreciate the efforts as always. Subscribe to our channel here, not just on the Winners and Winners side, but also on the Max Wagers Network side over there on the YouTubes. Follow us on Twitter. I don't know. What else, Scott? Uh, yeah, pretty much it. Okay, good chat. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> He's not the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> Fly ball caught. <laughs> nice job, Monty. Uh, by the way, do uh, like and subscribe. Grab a chair. Climb to the top rope. This is a WrestleMania preview. 
It's coming up right after this. So make sure also, you- by the way, segue, I guess, because you just mentioned baseball opening day starting in about a week. Yes. Yeah, we also have the MLB divisions, which we officially wrapped up our previews of yesterday. Yep. It's three videos. We did two divisions per. So check those out. We got us and uh, Tim. We got us and Chris. And then we have just us solo doing the E. So, yep. And check out the Winners and Winners guide. Of course, as all our guides are, it's absolutely free. The link is in the description. You can get pre ordered. Should be out uh, the middle of next week, right before opening day, and should be able to. Something you can utilize all season long. Check out our buddies over there at Caesars, as they've got a great deal going on. You bet twenty dollars on your NBA game, or excuse me, is it? Uh, it's college, right? Yeah, it's a tournament. Sorry, yep. Any any twenty bucks on any tournament game. Anybody scores, anybody scores at all, you win your bet. You win two hundred bucks, so it's a great deal. It's basically two. Let's let's be honest, Scott. It's a it's free two hundred dollars. Yeah, pretty much. They can't do that. So they have to come up with, they do match play and they do, uh, you know, uh, extreme bets, things like that. Would we even call that a boost? Is that a little beyond a boost? Uh, it's a freebie. Yeah, it's a freebie. That's exactly what it is. So make sure you check out that. Of course, all the info uh, is available in the uh, show notes. So, Scott, there was a lot of things going on yesterday. And, of course, there was games. There was people that were happy. There were people that were sad. There were uh, people that took it in the shorts, and there's people that took it to the bank. I don't know what camp you were in, but let's find out. It's the Thursday version. Call the cops. All right, let's get it rolling, kids. We're going to start off in... Never remember to roll this back up. There we go. In the NBA, you had Kings Rockets second half over 113 and a half. You're in pretty good shape. Each of the each of the uh, first three quarters had at least 67 points. You're making a little in-game play. You see how the trends are going. Hell yeah. At 69 points in the third quarter, you're rocking and rolling. They just needed 45 in the fourth quarter. 45 points. What kind of teams don't score 45 points? What kind of teams don't even get close to 45 points? Can I interest you in 17-15, Scott? Holy shit. That's not even uh, that's not even close. You had that lock, man. 113 and a half. That was an absolute winner. No way you lose. Ooh, you lost by 12 and a half points. Call the cops. Yeah, it's a rare call the cops where you lose by double digits, but when the first three quarters have 67 plus and you have 69 in the third quarter and you just need even a mediocre quarter to win and you had the, both teams combined to go about at 22 below the average for the first three quarters. That's pretty rough. But either way, looking at baseball, if you had the Rays on the money line against the Orioles, they led by two runs entering the ninth, and the Orioles scored three runs in the bottom of the ninth. Tampa lost seven to six. Wow, that's a real harbinger of the season to come. I'd put a lot of money on Baltimore winning that division, right? Uh, something like that. I was going to say, you know, if you want to make a joke out of it, it's the one of the only times this season the Orioles will actually beat the Rays. Oh, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, here we go. Let's talk about the Diamondbacks and Rockies out there in Arizona. You had the under 10 and a half. In pretty good shape. Pretty it's, the, good it's shape. the worst beat of the day. It's the worst beat of the day by far. Absolutely. At, at just four runs entering the ninth inning. Arizona, man, that offense, you can't stop them. I don't even know. Can't stop, won't stop. There you go. Arizona Diamondbacks put up seven in the top of the ninth. Holy shit. That game ended, ended up nine to two. Can anybody here get an out? No. No, they could not. Sorry, guys. You're betting preseason baseball. We love you. 
but she took one in the shorts yesterday. Call the cops. Seven runs in the ninth inning to lose a total by a hook. It's just absolutely brutal. Brutal. By the way, I was going to add one for an honorable mention, but it wasn't really a bad beat. It was kind of just an interesting spot. The Mets yesterday played against the Astros, right? Okay. So if you had the money one on either side, it was 3-3 after nine innings. So you push because you know it's going to be a tie. They played the 10th inning. And what? the Mets won five to three. I thought we're not doing extra innings. What happened? I guess we're not doing any extra innings unless the managers want to. I didn't really know how to grade that as a call to the cops because it wasn't like there was a run line beat there because the Mets were favored in the game. But we've been spending this whole time talking about how there are ties. Right. Sorry, the, the Astros actually won five to three. But one game just randomly decided, you know what? Let's play the 10th. Let's I'll, see tell, what I'll tell you what's a, what's a call to the cops if you had the Mets. That's you, what I'm saying. Because you would have gotten a push. Yeah, you had no bet. That might be the only that might be the only spring training game this season that actually had extra innings. That's so weird. That's so weird. Very, very weird. It caught me off guard. You know, they're going to have to they're going to have to be a little more uniform in this shit as sports be- yeah. betting becomes more and more prominent. Because gamblers, they're not going to stand for that kind of shit, man. So, I got to assume anyone's reaction with the Mets going, "All right, you know." Got the Mets. We're going to a push, and they see the fielders coming out for the tenth. Right. It's like, wait, wait, what's happening? You're in your you're in your chair. You're collecting your stuff. You got your jacket. You're picking up. Yeah, you wasted cushion. three hours to tie. Right. You know? you're, you're you're getting ready to you're getting ready to take off. You stand up. You see the fucking run out on the field. Like, what the hell are guy, we doing? Guy heads up to second base. Like, what's happening? What, what are we doing? Jesus. Um. Uh, all right. So there was some good news out there yesterday. There wasn't just extra inning games for no apparent reason. Uh, these are the nice, easy ones. You know who you are. You had those tickets where it was just never, ever in doubt. There was no fourth quarter shenanigans. There was no extra inning when we didn't think there was going to be extra innings. Just a nice, easy win where you could sit there and relax in your rocking chair. So the first one, if you had a total in the Mavericks and the Cavaliers game, if you had the over 214 and a half, you had 128 points in the first half. And luckily, the Rockets were not playing the Kings in the fourth quarter because the game landed 232. Oofta. Hey, if you had the uh, Hawks team total over, you didn't have to worry about that. 121, 126, 135, didn't matter. They scored 85 points in the first half. Hey, you go, I'm in pretty good shape here. Guess what? You were. They ended up with 136. Not too shabby. Scott, it's nice to go, nice to, go to halftime needing uh, 37 points in two quarters to get your win. Yeah, pretty much. I believe they had 100 and change after the third quarter. But either way, if you had the Nuggets first half, minus six and a half against the Pacers, they led by 28 points after the first quarter, and they led by 16 at the half. Never a doubt. Never a doubt at all. Pacers made a game out of that late, but uh, they didn't. Oh, they did. They actually covered. So it's kind of a, I, don't, I can't call it a full bad beat for Denver. because they were. I believe they were tied go, going into the fourth quarter. But when you're up 28, after the first quarter against a team that's tanking, that's pretty rough. But if you had the first half, they struggled in the second quarter. It didn't even matter. I guarantee you there's people out there that would say that was a call the cops game. <laughs> if they yeah, had De- sure. Denver to cover it. And they were I'm saying it didn't come down to the last minute, but right. it was definitely rough. Right. I had the over in that game as my play today, which was really never in doubt. All right. There have been some incredible totals. Royals put up 19 the other day. But there's one yesterday that tops that, Scott, and... I think we're going to be talking about this team in this position a lot this year. Um, <laughs> somebody mentioned it earlier. Um, 
auto fade may be a little strong, but it's going to be close, Scott. Let's find out on today's edition of I'm Not Mad, I Am Just Disappointed. All right, so we talked about it the other day. Uh, Royals offense, they really broke through. Uh, this Nationals team, Scott, they are, what do you call it, not good. I'll bet. Not, not good at all. They've uh, Patrick, it's Patrick Corbin is pretty much... Not just the ace of their staff, but just about their, just about their staff. This is a bad for thing. now because Strasburg's still injured. Sure. Well, you know, we'll, I'll get injured again. We'll look for him still, to come. He's inactive right now. We'll look for him to come back and pitch for three weeks in June. So that'll be exciting before he goes mm-hmm. on, on the IL for the rest of the, list, the rest of the year. However, yesterday in a possible preview, Nationals allowed uh, fifteen runs. Scott, that seems like a lot, right? Uh, it's a lot for an entire game. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, they did it in one inning. <laughs> they gave up 15 in the eighth. And uh, they hadn't exactly shut them down before and after that, Scott, because the game landed 29-8. to eight. <laughs> Good. Cardinals spring training offense, apparently 27 Yankees. How do they have no mercy rule in spring training baseball? I, I mean, guess the argument is the games don't matter anyway, and if the whole point is to try to make roster spots then you should play the nine because you're only looking at it from a player evaluation standpoint anyway. That, that I guess, would be the argument. But if I was on the Nationals team, I would have gone home midway through the eight. Well, apparently all their pitchers did. You know, I think that's a good opportunity to get one of your outfielders in there throwing some BP because you're going to need him during the season. That's what I'm 29 saying. 29 runs. <laughs> How do you give up 15 in an, inning, in an inning? I don't even care what single-A guys you're bringing in. Somebody's out of getting out. Can you fire the pitching coach in spring training? Uh, you know who was that a home game for the Cards or for the Nationals? Do you know? Uh, I'm actually not sure. I was just curious because if that was a home game, it's really for either I team. I believe it was for the Nationals technically. Okay, so if you're if you're sitting there in spring training, it's a beautiful Florida day. You go down, you buy your Nationals ticket for ten bucks or whatever. At what point do you leave? How many people were left in the stands when that game was over? I'm assuming a decent amount because there are a lot of souvenirs. <laughs> There's people, there's people out on the highway that got souvenirs, I'm sure. Yeah, people are driving by with the windows open, hand out the window trying to grab a home run ball. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's Mad Disappointed for the day. That's a good one. That's a, a good one. Oh, I didn't even put up the thing here. I'm not, uh, I found it. Uh, there it is. Uh, I'm not Mad and Disappointed. Okay, good. All right, so uh, let's get back to comments here, guys. Uh, home for the Nationals. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah, God, that had to be brutal. Ten earned one, ten, ten earned runs from one pitcher on the Nats, says Tim. I wonder if it's uh, somebody that's going to break camp with him. I'm trying to remember. Was that Voth who gave up ten runs? I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was definitely a pitcher that I've heard of. Wow. Uh, let me see. I know he wasn't any good. I think it was Voth, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was Annabelle Sanchez. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Annabelle went four innings for some reason. Gave up 10 runs. They did bring in Voth. He came in after, so my bad. And then they brought in Cavalli at some point during the 15-run outburst, and he gave up 11 runs, 10 earned, and two and a third. So the Nationals had two separate pitchers that had 10 earned runs. Guys, not good. Guys that have been part of the starting staff. Yeah. It was, it was Annabelle Sanchez. I mean, that's a well-known veteran guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's not very good anymore, but still. He is not. Um uh, seventeen seventy seven member MLB just making up rules as they go. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly the way it seems. 
Uh, they, they didn't come out for the 10th inning in that Nationals game, did they? Not that I know. Fuck, let's play a couple more. Let's go. Memorabilia, that was also tricky, though, because the Nationals did have one of the worst bullpens the year they won the title. They also started bringing Corbin out of the bullpen. So they were kind of using some starters here and there to help with the bullpen. They definitely got better. I mean, Hudson was great down the stretch, but I am going to throw it out there that the bullpen was awful, but they also stopped using the usual relievers for a decent, for a decent portion of that run. Yep, very good. Um, talk about the game tonight. Xavier A&M under 138. You want to get in, you want to get involved playing an over with this A&M team? Do you want to get involved with an under with the Xavier team? See, that's the thing. Um, it is It's it, really a tough call in the total. I've I've got a, I've got to play under. I think I think this A&M team uh, I took them on my play of the day. I think they're playing really good basketball right now. I I think they're I think that is t- team on a fucking mission. They seem to be really annoyed they they didn't actually get into the tournament itself. So instead of rolling over and playing the pity game, they just decided to you know actually try to showcase how good they actually are. Yep. It's paid off pretty well. Dominate. That's exactly what they set out to do. Giannis over 12 and a half rebounds tonight, Skeeter. I don't mind it. I mean, you're assuming Giannis is going to play, what, 37 minutes in this game? Mm, give or take. He's nursing a knee, so maybe not quite. He's probable, though. No, I know he's going to go. I'm just wondering if he plays his full, you know, 37, 38 minutes. They cut him down to 32, 33. It, it really depends if they want to get the one seed or not. I mean, that that's really the discussion because the Nets are in that spot where they are right now in the 7-8 game. Cleveland's imploding. So you're kind of assuming the Nets would beat Cleveland in a single-game playoff there. So that means the Nets would be the seven. So teams are trying to avoid the two at all costs. Right now, Milwaukee's in the two. Hey, so you hey, can argue Milwaukee's hey. either trying to win to get the one, or they might start punting games to try to get the three. It really hey. depends. All right, we have a time-sensitive tennis question, Scott. Uh, Jacob Houston wants to know if you like Osaka. Uh, going off, going in five minutes. Um, it's actually a tricky match. Straight there, sets plus one ten. Osaka's been dominating in the tournament. She hasn't dropped a set yet. She beat Collins six two six one yesterday. However, fun fact: Bensic is actually four zero straight up against Osaka. So I think it's going to be a closer match than people think. Uh, I think Osaka will eventually get the job done for a first win against this opponent. I don't mind the over. I think you'll see a bit of a three setter. The fact that Osaka is 0-4 against this opponent is a little bit concerning if you want to lay 250. So I'm looking for potentially a bit of a war. There you go. A little fuzzy ball snap cap from Scott Reichel. Jojo Rabbit in the house. Uh, what's up? What's going on, Jojo Rabbit? And David Good likes A&M tonight, minus 4.5. Yep, got to tell you I'm on that as well. Eric says he's on her. Um, good, good. Who wants to play the Nets in round one? Yeah, that's that's the exactly what Scott was touching on there. This is a uh, a Nets team that certainly could be dangerous right now. That Kyrie's back in uh, uh, just about full swing. You know, Scott. Yeah, Ben Simmons on the sideline showing off his wardrobe. You know, they're a dangerous team to mess with. Anyway, uh, is he still not in game shape? Uh, his back is bothering him allegedly. Jesus, must be from all that sitting around doing nothing, huh? The, Ra- yeah, the, the, Tim, the Raptors want to play the Nets. Yeah, they do. 
And when, they do because you know Kyrie can't play in Canada, but Toronto is not going to get anywhere near the two seed. No, they're the five right now. So Toronto, I think it's safe to say is going to be out of the play-in. I believe they're two games clear of Cleveland, so that's definitely a good spot there. But I got to assume the Nets are favored by against basically everybody in the first round, besides maybe Milwaukee. But even Boston right now without Williams, I would take the Nets against Boston with no Williams, wouldn't you? I think you'd have to, right? I mean, I think the only team they wouldn't be favored against would be maybe Milwaukee, but I would take the Nets against Philly. I would take them against Miami, and I would take them against uh, Boston. So, yeah, I mean, the Nets are the seven that nobody wants to face. Yep, absolutely true. And we'll talk about that Toronto situation because that's going to be relevant against some teams, and it you know will be irrelevant for other teams because they have the still the, stri- the strict vaccine uh, mandate that you have to be vaccinated to basically come into their country. And, uh, you know, we know Kyrie isn't. There are some other players who are not. They haven't been, their names haven't been made public, but we're going to find out when they go to Toronto. We're going to find out who is mysteriously left off the list. So any thoughts on that, Scott? I'm trying to think of who right now is on pace to play Toronto because the top four separated by about one and a half games. So it's really just chaotic right now. Yeah. I want to say Boston right now is technically the four, but it could be Philly. It's I'm Bo- not sure. Boston right now is, is the four, but only because they've played – Philly's played uh, two fewer games, so their winning percentage is a okay. little better. So you, you don't know. They're, it's it's Miami. The Bucks are one back. Philadelphia and Boston are two back. And then it goes to the Bulls and Toronto. They're both four and a half back with identical records. So. I think Toronto would take Boston to six or seven with no Williams. I'm trying to think if Toronto would have a shot against Philly. I think the argument would be yes, but Embiid would destroy everybody in that series. So I'm kind of curious if that would match up. But yeah, Toronto is going to be a sneaky team in the first round. Agreed. Agreed. Big X in the house. I uh, I want to see what Boston does these next five games without Williams. I think that'll give us a truer picture. They lost to Miami at home last game, but then again, Miami is the one seed for a reason. It seems like they're back on track, but you know what? I was that was I very, don't know. That was very frustrating. I had that game, and uh, they had it. They had it covered in the third quarter, and then just absolutely puked on their shoes. I think they scored five points or six points in the final six minutes. Brutal. Take. Just yeah, absolutely brutal. That's that's been the way. That's been the way. Like my last week is gone. Maybe week and a half, or just uh, the picture there. They've got the, they've got it covered. And then somebody just, they just decide to shit the bed. Um, I had it over mm-hmm. the other night. They scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. Just, you know, that kind of shit. Bronco yeah. Devil checking in. Said, love it when Heroes uh, starts playing in Jojo Rabbit. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit, Scott? I have. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was pretty good in there. Uh, the kid was pretty good as well. I don't know the name of the actor. Good movie, though. Yeah, it was solid. Absolutely solid. Um, Eric said he, the line stunk. He stayed away. Yep, agreed. Uh, lots of fuckery in the NBA. <laughs> it's a fine word. I, right I've been there. pivoting though. I like to believe I'm trying to learn a little bit. I've been gravitating more towards overs. And I know Zach mentioned it before. You see what my play today was? No. I had the over in the Hawks Cavaliers game at 2:22. I woke up this morning 2:30. Jesus. The line went up eight points in six hours. I I have never seen anything like it, to be honest. Eight points in six hours? I better win that game. That's all I'm saying. I better win that. Any ideas what happened there? Oh, I know the reason why. It was the reason why I like the over. Because Cleveland's a defensive team missing its best two defensive players. Because you're missing Allen and Mobley. They gave up 120 against Dallas yesterday. 
and Atlanta doesn't guard anybody. They've scored 130-plus points in each of the last two games. But, I mean, an eight-point line move in the span of about six hours is kind of unheard of with no injury news at all. That is very weird. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Michael, I thought it was, was going to close at like 226. Sure. Yeah. Beat an eight-point move. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Michael Dose wants to know if we think MLB spring training is going to be shortened like it was this year going forward. Uh, NFL short their preseason at a game and it worked. Um, it kind of worked. There was quite a bit of weird injuries early in the season. And I think that's what it's going to come down to with baseball. If you've got guys that uh, have hammy problems um, that you see up there in the cold weather, I don't think it'll be a permanent thing if they don't have any uh, increase in injuries. And it looks like there was uh, nothing lost if everybody comes out of the gate hot or as hot as they normally would be coming out of spring training. I think that shortened spring training could be a uh, could be a permanent fixture because you know uh, every week there's spring training costs them money. So yeah, what do you think? For me, what I've noticed from spring training is even though this year has been shortened, it still feels too long. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, it does seem like it's gone on a while. And I'll take I'll take uh, T.O. against uh, Bucks without Williams or a Philly bring it. Harden and Philly are still uh, choke artists until they prove differently. Nick Nurse in a playoff series, man. I mean, that's going to be tough no matter what. Yep, absolutely, too. Uh, play the middle. <laughs> I don't... I, th- I think I'm just going to ride the over. Anytime you got an eight-point eight middle, that is fucking hard to pass up. It's definitely appealing, but... There's a reason why I love the over so much. I just, at the end of the day, looked at it and said, both these teams should score at least 110. So I just really love the over. You can make an argument for a middle. I'm not going to. But, you know, eight points, if you want to take a shot at it, you can. I'm not going to. I just like the over. See what Carter likes of Baji, MVP, uh, or the with the Wooden Award winner in the uh, NCAA at plus 500. I don't think those odds are that great because Kansas, don't get me wrong, is one of the favorites to win the tournament. But has Agbaji really had a great tournament? Because he's been pretty quiet in a couple of games. Yeah, he was. he's, he's had his moments, but it's not like I, I don't see the heat with him. It, it, it definitely hurt that Sheboy got knocked out early. If you want a sleeper, I don't necessarily mind potentially Remy Martin if you want to go for a real sleeper with that Kansas team because Martin come back from injury has been a huge piece for that team. I don't know what his oh, odds the, are. Oh, he's talking about but... tournament. He's talking about tournament MVP. Yeah, he's talking about tournament that MVP. That threw me. I, NCAA MVP. I thought That's they, what I'm I thought, saying. So I thought Baji they had the wooden, had some wooden award winner. games in the tournament. Remy Martin has definitely stepped up. Yeah, sorry. That's what I'm saying, though. I, I actually want to see what the odds are on Martin because I do think you can make an argument when it comes to MVP or impact, if you want to make that case, him coming back from injury is a huge reason why they're in the Final Four. Well, him coming back from injury and playing well because... Yeah, he's been playing really well. He's been an overall, not maybe not quite a disappointment, but he certainly hasn't been much of a plus. I, I don't think they got a, what they thought they were going to get out of him this season. I, I don't, you know, again, disappointment. Yeah. Well, he was injured for a decent portion of it, but... Well, I understand that. I'm talking about before he was injured. I'm just saying you can currently find Remy Martin at around 9-1, to one, a little bit higher potentially at other books. If you could find a 10-1, to 11-1, to one, and you think Kansas actually has a shot to win it, I don't mind it because I think he's been one of their best players for the entire tournament. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at... Com- compared to the Agbaji 5-1, to one, I think that's a little too short. 
How about top scorer? Baji at uh, four, Banchero at five, uh, Banchero at five, Gillespie, Manic, Samuels that round out the top uh, five betting choices there. That's a, that's a pretty, that's a tough call. Uh, Martin at 12 to one, I don't mind. If you want to go serious long shot, I don't potentially mind RJ Davis. If you think that Duke really hones in on love mm-hmm. and they force the other guards to beat them. So I don't necessarily mind a 16 to one long shot there on Davis, which don't get me wrong, is not going to hit, but you can make an argument, but eh, I feel like you can argue it's pretty top heavy for a reason. Agbaji should not be favored at four to one. I think that's absurd. Okay. But I guess the argument there is Kansas is more likely to win their final their final four matchup. So that's why that's exactly you're assuming that he's is. gonna play two games. Yep. I would probably go with Boncaro if I had to pick one person. Maybe you can make an argument for Roach if you want to ride the hot hand, so to speak, but I don't even see him on the list. So yeah, I'd probably play long shots in that one and hope for the best. But, you know, Davis at 16-1, to 1, I don't mind it. For most outstanding player in the tournament, I think Martin has a lot of value. Yep, very good. Uh, NIT, uh, last last NIT championship at Madison Square Garden tonight. Uh, NTA guys, Martin, figured they could uh, have it in larger stadiums and make some money. I'm not up on that. That annoys me. It was local with me. Did you ever go? No. What the fuck do you care? Eh, it was an option. <laughs> okay. I think you're exactly why they're moving it. Correct. Because no, bu- I thought about it, but never actually a bu- pulled it. Right, a bunch of New Yorkers going, oh, that's actually... I would have gone to a game this season if St. John's actually in the tournament, but they decided to skip it, so... You said you guys like the athletic money line or the uh, over 10.5 better. Ugh, it's hard to bet on the athletics, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I probably I think like, I'm gonna go with the over. I think I even, I, with, even with that weekend lineup, I still got to play the over. Yeah, we were looking at that. They've it's gone over. They put up shit ton of runs, like six straight games of the Royals. We were looking at that before the show. So yeah, a nice little parlay opportunity, maybe. Yeah, potentially. Why not? Um, Hawks and Sixers money line parlay tonight. I don't hate that. MSG. I always think of Chinese food, dude. I'm the same way. I'm. I'm I'm the same way. They ever since they had that thing on, uh, they've had a couple on sixty minutes. That I, the things I'd never heard of the MSG, and then the uh, the shit they put on the apples that make them shiny. I can't remember what that's called, but the sixty minutes did, shiner. What shiner? Not sh- it's apple shiner. Somebody somebody will know apple shiner. Yeah, but in supposedly it's like it gives it gives it the waxy sheen. If you've ever picked apples, and I hell I know you can't keep you out of the apple mm. orchard, but. Uh, if you, they don't look like they do in the store and the stuff they put on there. Um, MSG is a myth. I don't know. I've eaten a lot of Chinese food, uh, uh, gluten. I, 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 here's the thing with gluten. I don't believe it's a myth for the people that have real celiac disease. Celiac disease is a real thing, but the 90% of the other people that are, I don't even eat gluten. Yeah. That's a fucking myth. <laughs> yeah. That that's bullshit. Although I will say a pretty good body of evidence that it's a healthier diet without gluten because of the way it processes uh carbs and everything but uh it is but i have a weakness for bread yeah dude i'm the same way i'm i'm the same way i, I just can't and uh, pasta yeah well see i there's enough good substitutes like whole wheat pasta or even like pasta made out of other shit lentil pasta things like that that i don't mind mm-hmm. i can i can i can do that 
uh, shellac or carnauba wax. <laughs> uh, Chinese are clever. Inflate the pigs. Cookies. All right. <laughs> We're definitely getting some comments. All right. So, what else we got to look at tonight, buddy? We're going to do some hockey. Well, there's a lot of games. There's a couple of games on the NBA card. Pretty light. Yep. You got anything? You got any uh, hockey stuff? We haven't talked about hockey in a while. Yeah, we can talk about that in a sec. As for the actual NBA, just briefly, uh, I am tempted to take the Clippers. I know the Bulls are good at home. Clippers are not good on the road, but when you're missing Paul George for three months, I do think that factors in. Do you think the Bulls should be laying money? Because I know they ended up beating Washington. Congratulations, Washington's not very good. Clippers had that really nice 25-point comeback against Utah the other day. Plus money with with the Clippers team that's starting to get healthier. I don't mind it. You? You know, I I, I know you, you spend a lot of the time every day trying to sell me on the Clippers. <laughs> well, with Paul George showing no signs of rust at all earlier in the week, I think that helps. It does. It does. And this is, a uh, again, a Chicago team that's up until they uh, – took care of Washington the other night, hadn't been playing really good basketball, but the Clippers had been in the absolute dumps. So, uh, you know what? Uh, give me the home team here. I'll take I'll take Chicago. Fair enough. I'm not sold on the Clippers. I, I think yet. if you want to go for a dog, you can take a spin on it. you have any thoughts on the injured bowl between the Lakers and the Jazz? Uh, no, I mean, I'm noticing there's some funny motherfuckers in the comment section, though. Um, did you ever decide on Bucks or Nets? What'd you say? Uh, I ended up leaning towards the Nets, but my favorite play would be the under. All right, very good. Um, as far as as far as the Lakers Jazz go, who's playing that game, Scott? You got no LeBron. You got no Anthony Davis. News just broke though. Davis is expected to return against the Pelicans. Okay, so now, he Bob, should be coming back Bob, on Friday. Bogdanovich is playing tonight, by the way. I actually called that on my podcast. Let's go. I thought he would play today. Great. Um, so. What are we? What are we? Uh, what are we laying with the Jazz? Yeah, I like Utah first quarter and Utah first half. Uh, okay, all right, yeah. This We've is seen a... the Lakers get buried out of the gates, and especially with no LeBron and no AD, we saw them give up eighty something to Dallas last game. They were down by I want to say, what were they down? Twenty something at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, it was brutal. It was like, absolutely brutal. I'm going to Utah in the first half, first quarter, because after that choke job. You're returning home. You have a chance to release some frustration against a team that's really falling apart right now. I think Utah opens up a lead early. Are you bothered by the fact that Utah's lost five straight and haven't looked particularly good doing it? I don't think Utah's very good. But you look at the actual form that they are in compared to the Lakers, and you look at the actual schedule, Utah has faced a decent amount of playoff teams over the last week, and the Lakers are definitely not one of those. I don't want any part of this. No part. I don't want part of it either, but if you're asking me what I like, it would be first quarter, first half with Utah, just hoping they show up motivated after blowing a 25-point lead. All right. Last game. Fair enough. Uh, anything else? Got hockey? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, looking at hockey. What we got tonight? Oh, let's see what I like. I got the Isles uh, playing. Oh, you're going to the Islanders play. game? It's right by you. Am I going to the Islanders game? No, but it is going to be a back-to-back against Columbus. Uh, they just beat Columbus on the road a couple days ago. I don't mind the Islanders there again. I'm assuming Varlamov's and Ned Kostrokin got a bit injured recently. A uh, bit of a high-scoring game there. 
I'm gonna go with the Islanders though, but I'm assuming they're laying a decent price. Buck ninety, buddy. They they are laying two hundred. I'll look at a regulation. I think they'll get the job done there. Um, I like the Bruins minus one and a half against the Devils. Devils had a fun run there, scoring a bunch of goals, but they are eight twenty three and two on the road this season. They've played two times this season. Boston has scored five goals in each. They've won each game by at least two goals. Uh, Boston's also played really well lately. The Devils have not. Boston minus one and a half for team total over. I think Boston scores four or five. Okay. Mm. Any value on this Jets team that's uh, been playing pretty good, uh, pretty good hockey lately, winning five of their five of their last six, catching a really nice price. On them against Toronto. Um, checking goalies here. I don't see any shenanigans for uh, the Jets in goal. In goal. Um, talk- Winnipeg's been pretty good this season. They are talking uh, off the plus. Talking off the plus two hundred ledge there, buddy. I was going to say losing record on the road. Twelve. Uh, they are 14, 12, and eight. So the, including the eight overtime losses, losing record there. Toronto's really good at home. Offensively, we know Matthews has 49 goals at this point, so he's about to have 50 again. I actually like overtime in this game. I think if you want to look for a potential decent plus money price, not to mention the Winnipeg money line, I think there's a decent chance this game's a tie after 60. So I actually kind of want to find out what that price is, but I think you can do a lot worse than looking at two teams in decent form being in a very competitive game. I'm assuming a tie 60 minutes will probably be somewhere in the three to one range. Let me actually see what I can get there, but I don't mind overtime. Okay. All right. Did you, you had, you had an overtime play the other day. Did it hit? I don't remember having an overtime play the other day. Well, you talked about it. I mean, you didn't make it official, but you said you liked it. I don't remember that game. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. Fine. I see tie at four to one. Okay. After 60, I don't mind overtime there. Um, all right. Somebody, so somebody did, somebody did, uh, so they must've changed that cause it is shellac. I thought somebody was joking like shellac. You'd like, you'd put on a piece of furniture, but, uh, it apparently is shellac on apples. Sorry. And it's a, res- a resin secreted by bug called the lack bug. That is a change. There used to be a substance that was artificial that they put on there. So that's good. All right. We, uh, we, we, we run the spectrum here, buddy. We talk about everything. That's why you have to wash the apples before you eat them. Uh, absolutely true. Um. Oh, Jim, I t- I'm t- I'm totally terrible with this. Oh, yeah, we go. Yeah, and I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, let's do that. Let's bring Jim in there. Um, because I, I wanted to talk about this real quick before we go. Hey, what's up? You guys know. Hey, boys. You guys know Jim Williams and Just Parlays over there with Chris King. Uh, Jim spends a good amount of his focus down on Tampa Bay football. So uh, Bruce Arrigan, Bruce Arians. What would you say, Tampa Bay? Yeah. Tampa Bay football. So Bruce Arians, the big announcement here this week that he is uh, stepping down. He's actually stepping up and letting yeah. uh, giving giving the team to Todd Bowles. His stated reasons were the fact that he didn't want to open up the head coaching search to kind of a shotgun affair. He wanted to be able to pick a successor, and he wanted to be pick a quality man of color like Todd Bowles. Jim, are we buying it? Is that the reason? Well, I mean, look, um, I spoke to Bruce this morning uh about i don't know 12 45 just before one o'clock um just for a brief moment um uh, yeah there's a little bit of everything here i i I do believe that bruce wanted 
to um, to have Todd as his successor. And I think that he felt at the end of the day that uh, if he really wanted to give him a shot, then um, one year Brady is something that uh, would help him. And, um, you know, look, I've known this guy since he used to coach at Alabama as a, as an assistant uh, on, as back in the day. So um, he's always, it's Bruce is one of those guys. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want an answer, don't ask you know, a straight answer. Don't ask him a question. And, um, and he, he definitely feels like um, this is a good thing for, for him. It's a good thing for the organization, a good thing for, um, for Todd. And, uh, you know, I, I personally take him at his word. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, uh, theory out there on what's going on. And I, I really don't think it bothers Bruce. As a matter of fact, uh, he said as much today uh, in his press conference. It's basically, you know, if, if they want to go through BS, uh, I, I mean, he had a good point. And that was, you know, a lot was made of him yelling at, at Brady from time to time, because if that were the case, then either, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger or um, Peyton Manning would have smacked me down a long time ago. Right. So, uh, so it's not like he hasn't yelled at uh, franchise quarterbacks before. Scott, I know uh, you probably got your own feelings about Todd Bowles, but Jim, what's the mood down there in Tampa? Uh, do, they, do they consider that a serious downgrade at the head coach position, or are no. they excited about having a defensive-minded coach like well, Todd Bowles in charge? I think they like. Look, Todd. Todd's a good guy. I mean, you know, everybody has their days, and uh, he had some tough times with the Jets. Uh, I don't. I, I think. Scott would agree that the, the the team that he's inheriting was a lot better team than he inherited with the Jets. They weren't that uh, bad initially with the Jets. So they won. Right. I believe they went ten and six. They lost yeah. the game against mm-hmm. Buffalo. They had shot the playoffs right. there with Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. but he wasn't awful. I mean, the team around him was terrible, as Jim just alluded right. to. Yeah. All right. And, and the other thing is, he's got the Glaziers uh, backing. He's got Todd Light's backing. You know, Brady's all in. So you know, I think that. Uh, that uh, yeah, Bruce is a very loyal guy, and Todd's been with him. Hell, Todd played for him at Temple, mm-hmm. uh, so you know they go back a long ways. And uh, you know, I think that it's a it's a good thing for um, you know for the Buccaneers that they just uh, that there's no drama involved. And, I think the main uh, takeaway that I had personally from this yeah. whole situation was that I'm curious how much of Brady's retirement was legitimate and how much of it was a delayed power play struggle suggesting that I'll come back, but only on these terms. Well, you, you'll, put, we'll never find out the answer, but I am. Yeah, curious. no, I, I will say this. Joel Glazier is not kind of, you know, you don't hold a gun to Joel Glazier's head. Uh, he, he's not that kind of guy. Um, but if Bruce felt that, you know, in any way, shape or form that it was an impairment, he would do what he just did just step aside um you know because it's the team by the way uh not not for nothing as the old saying goes uh the kansas city chiefs got a pretty good little running back in ronald jones from uh who played at tampa bay uh, yeah he certainly shows some flashes i don't i don't hate that signing that's a that's a low investment low risk kind of thing yeah so, yeah I was happy it, it is his only um the thing that they worked on with him at tampa bay was catching passes out of the backfield Right, but uh, he's getting better at that, and he's uh, he's a pretty durable little guy. And uh, frankly, uh, I think that uh, he's going to help the Chiefs. Cool. So I know he ended up good, in the doghouse last year because he fumbled all the time. So he had they, that, they, there, there was that. A bit of a quick leash, but Andy Andy yeah. don't cotton to that either. 
That'll, that'll, yeah, I'm that'll just saying yeah, his issue's been ball security in the past. All right, yeah. Jim. Before yeah. we before we let you go, is there yeah. is there a mm-hmm. bigger lock than the Buccaneers to win the South at minus two seventy five? I can't think of any. <laughs> I just uh, by the way, just for the hell of it, I I, I love you guys uh, baseball stuff. It's uh, it's very entertaining and uh, I enjoy uh, I enjoy watching it. Cool, thanks. Um, and we're uh, we're right. definitely looking forward to baseball season. So yeah, it it ain't that far away, and of course we got that baseball. A book coming out too for free. Which yep. Is cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, I I think that's uh, I I saw this morning uh, the line moved a bit on their Super Bowl um, chances. It ticked up a, a couple of notches, but not much. But it was there. I, so you know, I, all in all, long story short, um, the move from from Bowls to from Arians, I'm sorry, to Bowls is pretty much a you know. Uh, a nothing story from a standpoint of within the clubhouse and everybody yeah. loves Todd. Everybody loves the way that they're running the show. And so, you know, it shouldn't, uh, shouldn't affect any of that. Cool. All right. There you go. We'd like to keep hey, you guys, uh, up to guys. date. Huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. We'd like to keep you guys up to date with the uh, breaking information. And we know Jim was plugged in down there in Tampa. Jim, we appreciate you stopping by. And hey, uh, it's always a pleasure. Anytime I can sneak in and, and see you guys, it's always a pleasure. All right, buddy. Well, uh, hey, stay tuned. For, it's going to be the wrestling show in about five minutes, about ten minutes. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. All right. Well, David is coming in, and who else? Chris is coming in. Chris is coming in, too. Oh, my God. You got a, you got a tag team. That's right. So, yeah, we'll uh, – we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll have to sit back and uh, get myself some popcorn and watch. Yeah, get on, the, get on the top rope, grab some popcorn, and have some fun. So There you go, boys. All What's right, the, have a good time, and uh, be careful. Don't cut each other. <laughs> Thanks, man. We'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. There he goes, Jim Williams, good dude. I knew he was plugged down in there in Tampa. It was cool of him to stop in. So, all right, Scott, let's get to it, man. We've uh, we've we talked about it earlier. We're cold. We've won. We've lost three straight. I can't remember the last time that happened, but it's fucking done today. I'm uh, I'm ready to, as the kids say, I'm ready to knock it off. Scott, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's uh, let me let me get this. Here we go. Are you ready? It is once again time to climb aboard your John Deere. Adjust your nice straw hat that you bought. Of course, get your keys out. Lucky rabbit's foot. Rub that lucky rabbit's foot today. We're going to need the extra stuff. And fire that bad boy up, kids, because once again, it's time to bet the farm. All right, we're going to try this. I'm going to show my fancy new farm picture. There it is. You set? Look at that. Yep. It's amazing. How about it? How about it? Just like that. Just like that. All right, kids. It is uh it is uh back to you, Scott. We've uh like I said, we've been a little bit chilly here, but that's over today because we're going back to the well, something that's worked for us in the past. And of course, what's it gonna be, my friend? It's gonna be a player prop, because I did one of those player prop podcasts today. There was one play that I really like. It's going to be in the Nets-Bucks game. It's going to be Andre Drummond, over 10.5 rebounds at around minus 110. Let's take take a quick look. There you go. Long range, 5 of 18. Pulling down some boards. It's an old clip, I agree. But still, it's the same. All right, see? Now we're getting fancy. Look at that guy. Now we're getting fancy. All right, continue, sir. So... Uh, over 10 have rebounds. Wine seems too low. He's recorded at least 11 rebounds in each of the last three games. He's played Milwaukee twice this season. He recorded 12 in one meeting and 20 
in the other meeting, so he's averaging 16 rebounds per game. On top of that, the Nets are a little bit shorthanded in the actual front court. Aldridge has not played since March 6th, and Claxton, we know, is way too skinny to guard Giannis, so I do expect Drummond to get a decent amount of playing time in this game. Plus, Drummond has been getting a lot more playing time recently, as he has played at least 28 minutes in three of the last four games. If the Nets want any shot of stopping Giannis, they need to put Drummond on him just because of the fact that he can handle him somewhat physically. I expect Drummond to play a decent amount, and Drummond's a guy who can grab every single rebound if he needs it. So for me, 10 and a half is too low. Give me the over at minus 110. All right, there you go. We're going back to the player prop well, everybody. Andre Drummond over 10 and a half rebounds. That's going to do it for the farm, and that's going to do it for the show. Another one in the can for Thursday afternoon. Hey, we couldn't do it without you guys. We appreciate you stopping by. As always, thanks for contributing. This is just your show. We're just steering the boat, but you guys are the ones paying for the freight. So we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, feel free to stop by anytime. Feel free to stay tuned as we take a look at WrestleMania 38. Ah, it should be some fun, Scott. We're going to be some elbows being thrown there, brother. So uh, stay tuned for that. But if you can't make it for the wrestling show, of course, Stop by and see us each and every day because we do it to it Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. As Scott and I do our very best to help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.